Uh, hey, viewable night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts running through your head, feelings running through your body, uh, emotions running through your heart and your, your, you know, your soul, your veins, your gut. Again, I get confused about this whole limbic, oh, the lymph system. Did I, I don't, it's been a while since I've talked about how confused. You get to check if, uh, I gotta check if Justin and Sydney have talked about that over, but, uh, let me, let me, let me, so, so if you're new here, let's see, let's podcast, which we do at the bedtime, we take off your, look, create a safe place where you, uh, where you can forget all, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, I'm gonna take your mind off of that. Uh, sorry, now I'm still confused, as you were referring to Sawbones podcast earlier, but, so, so whatever you're just keeping awake, I'm going to try to take your mind off that. I'm going to use a creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. And basically, I'm going to ch- talk. Let me see. Let me th- try to always get this in earlier. If you're new here, so the podcast, here's the structure. Five minutes of business at the top of the show. That's how we keep the show going. Yeah, then we have a 12-minute tw- intro, which we've just started. Intros long, long and meandering, just like the rest of the podcast. A bit strange. Like like one of those cheeses that has like a really long like like anytime you see a cheese with like a lot of syllables you, you, right that's when you're like hmm I never thought about this so right now I just walked in talk I oh first of all what if you just walked into some cheese depending on if it's a soft cheese that could be a problem and if you did just walk into any cheese don't you know don't don't track it around the house you'll you'll definitely get a you'll get a stern talking to by the homeowner so don't so don't do that uh, let me see if i can uh, or, or before i start talking about cheese cheese talk uh, the podcast uh, the, like uh, that never made it we're talking cheese a couple of cheese heads that's maybe what we would call it but then people would say is it about a uh, green bay football no just a couple of people talking cheese no 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 it's, it's, it's too easy a joke but if you're new here, so like uh, we'll do a 12 minute intro, then we'll have the episode. And what, what was my point? Like tonight, we'll be covering uh, like a tale of the tape, a movie that I, I try to remember that I saw once. So, not exactly riveting stuff, but I really work hard at these podcast episodes to distract you from whatever your thoughts are or feelings or whatever's keeping you awake. So, it's like I kind of take your attention away with me. And I kind of carry it lightly, like loosely in my hand, just like a, like a soft cheese, just like you would carry a soft cheese. As long as it's wrapped, you know, as long as it's wrapped, if it smells weird, because I don't want to be, I'm not going to be carrying any weird smelling cheese in my hand, by the way, uh, cheesemongers of the world. I mean, it makes, it, it does make, it does make for a nice image. I'd say, what do you think that, what would we paint that in? Man carrying cheese. Oh, sorry, boy. My, my part of me just corrected. Boy carrying cheese. Oh, thank you. Man child carrying cheese. Is that a watercolor? Like, I don't think pointillism. I don't think cheeses do well in a pointillistic environment. Abstract. Well, 
Then you'd say boy carrying something because you say you then it'd be debatable. So you say something more in the realism, more impression. It may be impressionism. I think an impressionistic painting, I could definitely pick out some brie. What other cheeses lend themselves to to do? How about that? Here's a discussion point that you don't need, like. Uh, like this would be the, this is the interactive part of your the podcast where it'd be clear if you're new here follow this logical logic. Now we're gonna like so I'll pretend like I'm partially like in, so now we're gonna come to the intera- interactive portion of the podcast. And if if you're playing along at home, let's make a list of uh, what uh, uh, styles of painting. What do you call it? You don't call it genres of painting. Uh, what painting techniques or artistic techniques lend themselves to what types of cheeses? Also, other than hard cheese, smelly cheese, and soft cheese, what other kinds of che- cheeses are there? Age, I know there's aged cheese. But so, you know, so let's discuss. And obviously, if, you, if, you're, if you're new here even, you say, well, it doesn't seem like it lends itself to a very complex discussion. But at the same time, you can't escape the fact that your brain is coming along with me and you're saying, well, though, what would a cubist, you know, how would a cubist handle cheese? And yeah, what, what, like in, in a slice of American, which I guess, you know, people of the world may say, well, you can't call that cheese. But you say, how would a cute, you know, what, 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 what would Pablo do? And you'd say, like I'd say to yourself, like uh, you know, mobile mobile fans, Calder did Calder did work and did work with any cheese, you know, like because an impression, I guess, because we're going with it, an impression of cheese is a very artistic thing. Uh, you see, Matisse, I, 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 like I'm picturing a blue uh, person with uh, uh, hoofed feet. Uh, they, you know, maybe playing the fiddle. And uh, like they, I could see them dealing in goat cheese, uh, it, it, like so. But it, I can't picture it in my head. But I'm sure there was some cheese on the table. Now, I don't want to get into what do they call that? Like photorealistic. That's you know that's too. too you know that's might be too boring for a sleep podcast. You say, well, that's brie. Holy cow! That's like the most accurate. I say, okay. I mean, I guess Bob Ross has probably worked in cheese before because, okay, the, no snickering. Bob Ross is a very, like, wonderful person. No, but but really, so I'm going to do a little cheese down. They're having a little picnic down here at the beach. And well, you're wondering what's on the picnic. But, well, there you go. There's a little round brie and some a couple of baguettes. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched Bob Ross. So I, I guess I think I have to work on my Bob Ross impression. But, uh. Because because I, I don't know if that sounds anything like Bob Ross, but that's my impre- that's impressionism. Huh. I'm not kidding either. And no, we're not going to start to deconstruct Cubist's versions of Bob Ross, uh, Calderian. I, I would actually I would purchase that like a like a those are mobiles mobiles right like a, a Bob Ross mobile by Calder would that would look pretty sweet. And avant-garde, I mean, I think I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. But I, again, when you're trying to reach, like, then it would have to be really out there. And I would prefer, even in avant-garde or really, you know, I prefer a title that gives me something to grasp onto. 
So if you have a giant stream, what was that? Tingly, ting, tingly, I think, uh, like a giant steam-driven machine or something. I'd prefer it be called Essence of uh, Munster or something. So then I'd say, oh, okay. Like it give, give, gives me something palpable. Otherwise, I just start, you know, daydreaming. You know, I project my own meaning onto it. That's different. I mean, in this situation, we're talking about uh, cheese expression of cheese. <laughs> that is a book title. I mean, you, if there's one thing I can come up with, it's book titles. Uh, I don't know. What, what would that be about? Expression of cheese. Uh, I think Dumont would be the last name. You're right. I don't know. Rene Dumont. The Rene, Rene Dumont story. I don't know. I guess I could write that in the uh, like uh, romance genre, the tale of a cheesemonger. I mean, that could just be a book anyway. That's pretty easy, but it does sound good. A tale or the tale, a tale of a cheesemonger. How about this one? Cheesemongers blues. Do we have any? Jazz? I know we have the the, the uh, Silvertone is a jazz singer. How about that? How about that? that or did Dylan did was that one of Dylan's songs? Cheesemonger Blues. You know, the fridge gave out. It went all bad. My cheese don't sink, and I'm so sad. I'm sorry. Normally I don't sing, and that's not really singing. But uh, you know when the when it strikes, uh, I, I, I got I'm trying to find. Believe it, or not, I'm talking, and then another. I'm trying to get another part of my brain to find a way to extricate myself from this cheese, cheese discussion. I mean, I guess the reality is this podcast is full of cheese. Cheese and hot air is is what one thing that makes it up. Uh, but it's all done in good fun. Now, as you can tell, if you've been listening, this podcast isn't for everybody. It is. Uh, it's not abstract. Uh, like, uh, it, but it does lend itself to that same look when you're, at, you know, especially don't do any first dates at any abstract uh, cheese relate, you know. I mean, we're not talking about cheese-based art. We're talking about cheese-influenced art. And, but don't take any first dates because you see, like, that look on people's faces when they say, what is this thing? And, I mean, that's natural. This podcast is uh, it's to put you asleep, but you're under no pressure to listen or fall asleep. Uh, the reason I make the shows at least an hour, right about an hour, is I found over doing it over the course of 500 episodes— that it gives you some relief. You say, well, geez, I don't have to rush to fall asleep. This, this, uh, this cheese head is self-proclaimed cheese head. He's a cheese head, cheese it with an S in there. Uh, like the, the, he, he, he'll be here and he's kind of rambling in a nonsensical way. He's trying to make a point, you know, but it's points full of holes. If you, you know, holy Swiss cheese pun. Sorry, there that guy crickets. I couldn't even laugh at that. Uh, it was close, but no cigar. And that's and trying to think of like a, like you put a cigar. How does that have to do with cheese? Uh, but anyway, so this podcast is is good. I try to make it good natured, so it's all in good fun. If this podcast doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. I wish it. I wish it would. I wish it did. But give it a few tries. If you're skeptical, I mean, no doubt. I, I just talked about cheese for 14 minutes. And if I'm perfectly honest, I, I'm capable. That's the thing that maybe some people don't realize is I'm trying to, uh, like, tone it down. I could talk. I could go 
and try to make cheese-related jokes and points and go on cheese tangents for at least an hour. Uh, but, that, you know, like at some point, it just leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. So we got to move on. Uh, but if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. Uh, this one did not come together as a metaphor other than as an example of uh, what can come up in this episode. Again, I'm not exactly sure how I got cheese on the brain, but I do. Also, yeah, that's an easy joke that's actually true. Yep, but my brain may be partially made of Swiss cheese. Moldy Swiss cheese. Okay, thanks, thanks. I don't need, I don't need the extra. It was a Waldorf and Stadler again. So I'm glad you're here. The reason I make this show, I mean, what else could I possibly do, right? Other than, you see, call public, I've done this. Are you hiring anybody to title books? No, no, no. We don't, like a book titler. And they say, no, I say, you wouldn't believe how good I, good I am at titling books. You just tell me, and, and, the, and I do think that is a skill set I have. Unfortunately, I've had to adapt it to this podcast, but, but also I've been there in the deep, dark night and unable to sleep. That's the main reason I make this show. And as I always say during these openings, uh, it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. I'm glad you came by. I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep. Uh, and thanks and good night. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing and turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, whether it's thoughts, like you're thinking about, like mind racing, physical sensations, emotions, you know, light, some, some stage in your life you're dealing, you know, something you're dealing with, changes in routine, travel, uh, partners that are, are out of town or partners that are snoring, whatever it is, I'd like to distract you from that. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set all that aside I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm, going to, I'm clasping my hands right now in seriousness, in the involuntary hand clasping. Like, almost like I'm like, uh, what, what do you call that? Like, where I'm saying, hey, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm clasping, clasping my hands. Uh, like, I don't know if they call it the sandwich technique, not the interlocking one. Like, the one where it looks like, where if you were, like, uh, if you were holding something in your hand, like a firefly, that, that I'm holding my hands like that. I'm sending my voice across the deep, dark night, uh, clasping my hands. Because uh, I, I take this, I guess, like, a, hmm, why am I clasping my hands? I take it very seriously, putting people to sleep, because I've been there. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use uh, lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. There was just an extra creak on that dulcet. Uh, that was unintentional, just allergy-related, I think. I'm going to use uh, wings of pointlessness. I'll be gliding on those and, you know, on the thermals, taking long, slow turns. I'll be over-observing. Uh, tonight will be a tale of the tape where I try to remember uh, Back to the Future, the movie. So there'll be stuff like misremembers, mis mis misremembers, misremembering. And Miss Marembers, uh, I wonder if that sounds like a character. Miss Marembers, uh, paging Miss Marembers, uh, are you a character in my brain? Uh, no, you better do your, okay, thanks, Miss Marembers.
Hard to say your name anyway. So if you're new here, here's the thing. So, so let me give you the structure of the show since you've already been here about 10 minutes. We start the podcast off with five minutes of business because it's a podcast about you to sleep. So we get that out of the way. Uh, then we just start off our intro. Intros are about 12 minutes, you know, give or take four minutes. And they're kind of a show within a show where I try to explain what the podcast is and, and you know, demonstrate my me meandering me me meander powers and it kind of like a like us so, you know you could be brushing your teeth during this or you could be in bed pulling up the covers uh man i just when i said that i really wish i could be in bed right now i don't know i i, I was really snuggled in last night and it's rare that i say oh boy it was i i did have i did put clean sheets on my bed last night and it was a particularly chilly evening, so I had uh, like a I had my sheet layer, then I had a blanket layer, then I had a comforting comforter layer, and it was comforting. I was really snuggled in there, and that's what I want to help you do, because one of the issues that comes up if you're new, uh, the spy kiss doesn't work for everybody, but but that like stuff gets on your mind, like a narrative starts to begin. And whether it's about your ankle pain or something that happened in high school or something you're worried about with spreadsheets or something else, like just like, you know, some some strange tapping down the road or something, it can be tough to get that off your mind, you know, and, and, and to say, well, I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to think about the tapping. It was a rap, rap, rapping. Of, it's somebody wrapping wrapping paper. Like loudly, that's the worst. Say, How am I going to go to sleep? This person's wrapping wrapping paper with the window open near my window that's open, but I can't stop. And they said, what? and then I can't stop thinking about what are they wrapping at 11 p.m. And then I start to think about why aren't they wrapping something for me? And they said, then I start to think about, well, if you were nicer to your neighbors, they might give you presents, but all you give them is dirty looks. Well, I no, no, no. I just give them a look that says, I got nothing to talk about with you. And then I say hi, and then I can walk faster. Or then I pretend I'm on my phone when I'm not really, so I can just nod. And that's exactly why they're not wrapping you a present. Well, I just, why would you wrap a present at, like at 11 o'clock at night? Well, because their life's full of joy, unlike yours. If you, if you had joy in your life, you'd be wrapping presents. Okay, wait, let me just ask you this. But, but, but is it, is it the, do wrapping presents bring you joy or does bringing joy make you wrap presents? Well, you, you should, I'm afraid you don't know. So, and I don't know if that feels familiar to anybody. And then, and then you might calm yourself. You say, listen, you're, you're getting all but worked up about wrapping presents. It's time to go to bed. Let's just take a minute. We'll bomb our feet. We'll read, you know, we'll read a little bit of inspirational stuff. And then we'll go to sleep, and then you then you get snuggled in there, and then you then the rap it. You see, well, they're still rapping. You can hear that freaking Scotch tape. Well, uh, is Scotch tape the brand or the? Uh, it's I think it's uh, transparent tape. Well, what's the difference between the smoky and transparent? I don't know. I'm trying to go to sleep. Could you step? Well, oh man, why do they have really loud? How much tape are they? How many presents are they taping? Well, I don't know. Well, I know they're probably not wrapping one for you, though. Well, yeah, but it does sound like, do you think they wrapped the presents and then taped them? That doesn't even make any sense. And they say, well, I hate to, to totally think outside the box, but the wrapping box, but there could, do you think there's like a garrison of elves uh, wrapping Christmas presents? Like, but, but you know, getting ahead on their work or next door to you?
I don't know. That's kind of a ridiculous idea, but uh, it doesn't make any sense at all because uh, why would they? Uh, it doesn't seem like the best area to have elves wrapping presents. No, yeah, they're probably just wrapping presents for all the neighbors they like. Oh, thanks. Uh, so I don't know if that, again, if that happens, then you're going to say, okay, let's just, I guess, stop with the rap. You know, let me put on some music and, and whatever. But, but you can't, it's really hard for me, at least, to, once that engine starts moving, uh, to intervene on my own behalf and just say, hey, let, let's just, let's just drop the rapping. Like, how am I going to drop it when they're rapping the press? I don't understand. So, okay, okay. But so I view myself as a third party that can be coming on your behalf and say, yep, they're wrapping those presents. But, you know, I'm going to be rap, 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 rapping uh, senseless. Uh, I'm going to be dropping senseless, uh, like, uh, not quite beats, uh, but senseless words. Yeah, okay. I guess they're not going to wrap any presents for me for that either, huh? But, like, I can come in and, and, and uh, I'll do this thing. I'm going to use these uh, creaky dulcet tones, like I said. A calming presence, uh, a friendly presence to take your mind off stuff. And you could just listen to me and you could think about, like, like whatever's going on with you. You could say, well, you know, picture me. Like, uh, it's a little bit ridiculous and probably true. It scooches his line in bed rapping about rapping presents. And then I might think about what, what, what it, there probably has been a rap present rap, you know, rapper called the present rapper. Uh, and they, they, the, and they say well, the rapper that raps, it probably was like, a, you know, not exactly a good rapper because it's probably at like a suburban mall. I'm the present rapper and I'm here to say, if you want to visit Santa, get in the line today, get a candy cane and a picture to go for ten ninety nine. You'll love it so. I am available for uh, shopping mall appearances as a present rapper. Uh, please see my agent. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. I didn't mean to steal this. I didn't mean to drop the the present wrapping thunder on you. But maybe, like, I can come in as a third party and take your mind off stuff. But also, as I start to take your mind off it to distract you, you'll realize that I'm a little bit of a silly goofball. And you say, well, okay, but he's kind of, he does take his time and he kind of interrupts himself and goes on tangents. And I can even sense, even though he's clasping his hands, that he's still thinking about that neighbor wrapping the presents while he's talking. And I say, yeah, I'm just wondering if I knock on the door. I say, hey, could I, I'll give you five bucks to give me a present. Just give me a present, please. I'll wrap, I'll wrap for your, you know, I could help you wrap some presents if you give me one. And it ended up like it was just like, in the end, it was just like a garbage bag, you know, a garbage bag. It just sounded like present wrapping. You know, that's how that's how the story ends. You see, that's how the stories end, too. So so at some point you'll get clued in, oh, I don't really have to listen very closely. He, he's kind of silly. He goes on tangents. But I'll also be here. So so you don't need to listen to me. And, and you're, you, don't, you don't have to feel pressure that you have to fall asleep right away because I'll be here about an hour. And tonight I'll be talking about what I can remember about Back to the Future and the first time I saw it and that summer. So, like, you could just kick back and relax and kind of listen to me and, and maybe I take your mind off. So now the podcast doesn't work for everybody because it's a bit of, uh, you know, it's off the beaten path. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't even 100% know why it works. But one reason I know it works is because I've been there, as I said, in the deep, dark night, sleepless. 
uh, hopeless, like like desperate to, to say, she said, I just want to go to sleep, please, please. And, and I know how that feels, and I know it's not easy. And that's why I make this show. That's why I work hard uh, to make this show kind of uh, fun and easy and to come out three times a week. Because it, it feels nice to have somebody there for you to say, well, here's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to ramble. Uh, I'll be here for an hour uh, on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights uh, to take my mind, take your mind off stuff. And, and you, you know, you you really don't. Want, you just kick back and listen, and you can fall asleep. You don't even have to. Like I, I'm kind of your boyfriend, and so that's it. That's the show. And um, if, I just can't stop thinking about that. Right? Like, how much wrapping paper do they have? Uh, that's the other thing. I'm like, holy cow. And also, I never have wrapping paper because I always forget to buy it. So I'm going to have to check their garbage to see if they, like, left any of their scraps. Uh, but I guess w- w- what I want to say is, like, I'm glad you're here. Uh, if this is your first few times here, give it a few tries. It doesn't work for everybody from the reviews that, c- that it works for people. It usually takes, like, a two or three tries to realize, huh, oh, that's what this podcast is. But if it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. You could always email me. Like, I could tell you about the stuff on LibriVox I listen to or, like, classical radio or other stuff to try out, meditation stuff, uh, rain noises. Uh, But but I hope it works for you Uh, because, like I said, I I know how it feels. And and you deserve a good night's sleep. And I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time. And I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right, thanks. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside... Whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, physical feelings, emotions, you know, those are feelings too. Uh, sensations, intuitions, uh, I don't know, there's something else I almost had the other word, you know, like a low, low vo- too much vocabulary or too little, you know, or, you know, your pod- you say, but my podcasters, you know, but podcasts that you listen to is vocabulary. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, could be one of those things, probably could be something else too. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off that. I'm going to do, uh, here's what I'm, here's what I'm, here's the offer. Uh, if you're new here, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'm going to extend my wings of pointlessness, which are also imaginary, but, uh, they're both figurative and metaphorical. And if I could find a way to make a, if I could, if I can find a way by the end of this to make my wings of pointlessness into a simile without confusing myself, I will. But uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. Uh, creaky dulcet tones, wings of pointlessness. I'm going to take a lot of meanders. Uh, slow. I'll be confused. It may be confusing watching me. Uh, but just may say, well, just put your don't put yourself in my shoes. I'll I'll tell you that right now. But if you're new here, here here's here's the structure of the show, and here's my 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 pitch to you. 
structure show we get five minutes of business that's out of the way that's essential for us to keep the podcast going uh, keep it free uh, then we have a 12 minute intro which we've undertaken a few minutes ago and this kind of a show within a show similar every intro similar in its senselessness uh, but how i get there how i get how i how i get like how, how i make the pudding and all that stuff. You see, it's definitely, it's like, it is a bit like word pudding. We've talked about that before. Or pudding. I mean, I'm putting words in places. Word, word pudding. It's kind of like, shot, you know, there's shop pudding, right? It's a shop put, but is it shop pudding? Is that the verb? Because you don't say, I put, I shot that put. Yeah, whoa, whoa, boy, that's confusing language. I never realized it till, till just now. Hopefully I can get back to that one. Shot put. Confuse. Things that confuse Scooter for 100 Alex or Alec, whatever. Shot put. What is a shot putting? It's not a word. Oh, I thought that was a verb. I put the shot. I shot the put. Do you see Alex? It doesn't. Is it Alec or Alex? I ask you that once a year. Oh, that's what you always say. Every every intro I bring you up, you say, Mr. Trebek. Yeah, okay. Is this the program Vanna White's on? Oh, I knew that would make Mr. Trebek, I just said that to irritate you. I was kidding. Anyway, so if you're new here, the podcast a little bit silly. And the structure. So I'm going to do a 12-minute intro-ish, 10 to 14 minutes. Then we'll talk about Star Trek, The Next Generation uh, tonight we'll be talking about an uh, episode with time in the title. The name escapes me, and, and that's it. Like, here's the rule. There's no rules. Here's the uh, here's the suggestions. You don't need to listen to me. You know, I'm. Uh, but 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 I, I will take your mind off stuff, or I'll try. But just because it's a sleep podcast, you don't. You're not under any pressure to fall asleep. I'm like your boyfriend. Like I come over. I mean, this is a, this is a real world situation for me. This because I'm not going to be able to forget about the shot putting, so I'm going to have to. But this would be the same if you invited me. Over. You'd say, I mean, talk about going off subject. There was this time, like uh, maybe ten years ago, maybe twelve years ago, I was at a conference for work, and uh, like another uh, another company that had their booth. They kept in. They said they called me. They said, I mean, we were always hanging out socially. And they said, can you come over to our hotel room and just hang out? And they were all in bed. And it was, this was a purely platonic situation. And they used to, like, they invited me over, I think, because I was, I didn't realize it at the time. I said, why would, like, a, a cool people invite me to their hotel room uh, just to chit-chat? I didn't realize at the time, like, I, like I was unintentionally amusing. Now I've channeled that into the podcast. But I'm sure that I don't think I ever went on this tangent. But if you invite me over to your hotel room, you know, now I've gotten more quirky. But I'd say, you know, shot putting again. What's the verb? Is are you putting a shot or are you shotting a put? It's shot put, right? P U T. Is that? I hope it's that. This is really embarrassing. If it's not, he, they were a shot putter. There's the hammer throw. And the shot put. It cannot be the first person that can like it. Don't if you're teaching like. Uh, ESL or something, don't ever bring up shot putting. You'll confuse your students. But really, do, am I the only Is it pot? It's not shot potting. There's pot shot. Don't take a pot shot at me. But obviously that is like, that means like a, like a, like, but if you were putting it, shot putting, it is the shot put. 
I mean, I guess I'm able to follow logic out that it's a big round ball in like back in the musket days. I assume that would be called a shot, but it wasn't that friggin' big. I mean, they should just call it mini cannonball throw or maybe even cannonball throw. I mean, caber toss, it's pretty easy. You're tossing. I mean, it's more like you're, um, I guess you are tossing a caber. A tossing's a little bit because those are so heavy. But seriously, it cannot be the first person. I mean, I guess, yeah, get it. Okay, it's a shot. It's a big round ball. You're not putting it anywhere. You're you're saying you're shot frigging. You're ball frigging it. You say frigging ball, and then it goes. I mean, I guess that would be the only time, the only people that, like, if you, that would be, like, people that are putting stuff that way, they don't have nanas or grandmothers. You say, well, where'd you put the shot? Well, I threw it through that wall and those windows over on Jones's lawn. You know, luckily no one got in the way. And you say, well, you know what, that would make a great sport. I mean, rock tossing. I mean, I guess I could use an, like, a historian on this one. And if you're new here, this would be the kind of, you know, if you start listening with other people, you could be baffled. And the next day you'll say, was, what was Scooter, he, we, he was talking about caber talk. What was he so worked up about? He was confused, massively confused. I felt bad for him. It was almost like like one of those poorly worded SAT questions, and he was trying to work his way through it, and he just got stuck and spent 55 minutes on it instead of moving on. And then I could, he, unfortunately, he was taking the test right behind me, and he kept saying, putting shot, what do you, is the, what's the shot, are you putting or are you shotting? I mean, clearly, at this point, we have analyzed enough to know we're not, you're not, you're not shotting a put, though, I mean... I can't see other than the, the, the say, well, it's like a musket ball scoots. So that's a shot. I'd say, okay, well, let's pretend we live. If it's from the friggin' Romans, they didn't have muskets. Okay, buddy. So that puts a hole in your argument. So you could be putting the shot or you could be shotting the puts. And again, I would go back to if this is a game, I thought the Olympics were based on the civilized world. You shouldn't be like, if you're putting anything, don't do it that way. So if you're new here, here's like here's where I feel slightly confident. Now, if I've irritated you, I, I like uh, give me a couple tries. It's I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm really trying to just distract you. And I think for most of you, you like I probably took your mind or distracted you because I mean at some point, as obtuse as my logic is, you you have to at least like say you have to at least shrug your shoulders and say well. I mean, maybe, like, what's the worst is, like, I'm recording this, and then it has to be a broadcast. When I realize it's not, like, the shot put tomorrow, I say, oh, no, it was called the, uh, I don't know what what it could be, shot pot. It's definitely not the shot pot. That would be good. I mean, why don't they do, like, how about that, change it up? Can we get one of the Olympic uh, International Committee? I know you only take bribes from what I hear, allegedly. Well, you know, why don't we get? What can we get? A, can we hearken this back? Let's get something like, a, like a vase instead. Of, if you're going to shot put, let's let's get a vase that at least break. You know, same shape. You just get a little um, collar on there. It could be the same round. We could do the same weight. You know, but it'd be way more exciting uh, if it was like a clay vase or terracotta. That's fine, terracotta. I'm I'm sensitive. I'm into it, man. I'm game, but then, like, we could still call it shot putting, uh, 
pot shotting. Then it would be pot shotting. I guess that was my point. Then you'd be pot pot shotting. Or sh- how about this? Okay, how about this? Get to, here's a proposal. It might be earth shattering. Uh, that that was unintentional pun, I guess. Uh, how about shot potting? Like a new thing for recovering Olympians. And I can think you, I think you can see where I'm going. Like they pot, they plant things by sh- shot potting. You say, well, wh- how'd you get that shrubbery in your backyard? It looks great. Must have cost a fortune, or you did it yourself. No, no, no. Remember those uh, those Russians? They're shot potting now. It's shot potting landscaping. They just roll up. They go. They they roll up in a flatbed, and they shot pot them right off the back of the truck. You know, like uh, up in the air, right into the yard. And now you just work. It's artistic, you know, because we're estimating where the shrubs will end up. Uh, really? So it's yeah. It's like a it's a uh, earthen. You know, it's all environmentally correct. It, it like, crashes the uh, shrubbery into the ground with some nutrients. You know, peat moss, I think even, you know, I heard there's a bio, there's something biome in there. Bi- maybe biomass or biomes. Shot pot. Yeah, they, it's, it's, it's a new thing. And, and, and they say, don't take pot shot, it's shot pot. Right? Is that pot shotters? Wait, they're shotting the pot. Oh boy, I didn't realize that one. Okay, it, it, it took me a while to get to that pun. So I think, and at this point, when you're trying to follow that logic, I think I, I, I've led us astray from maybe whatever's keeping you awake, and that's what I do here. And usually, I try to tie the metaphor to something uh, said in the episode, but I'll just close with the great Jean-Luc Picard, uh, who was uh, talking about choices with uh, Rasmussen. And he said, by refusing to assist me, you left me with the same choice I had to begin with, to try or not to try, to take a risk or to play it safe. Your arguments have reminded me how precious the right to choose is, and because I've never been one to play it safe, I choose to try. And I agree with you, uh, Jean-Luc. I think I will start the uh, pot-shotting business, shot potters, shrubbery, in an instant, uh, can you imagine? I mean, that would be quite a show. It would be a show, too. You'd get the neighborhood kids. You could sell lemonade. You could do it for, for a birthday party as long as you keep people out of the way. Probably if you get the right waivers, you could even have the kids or adults do potting, shot, shot their own pots, you know. I mean, smaller ones. I mean, this could change everything. You think of all the, like, uh, you know, shot putters that are, you know, doing nothing. Most, no offense, but uh, I don't know if there's a, I mean, there could be a shot put world tour. And, you know, I I would, uh, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I mean, talk, we get to, you know, this could be, this, we're making jobs here. You know, get a, we could have, you see, well, we, no, we're not having a bouncy house this year. We're having shot potting. And you could even, you know, you could make it competitive, faux competitive, you know. And you could do vegetables. I'm sure that, like, tomatoes will grow anywhere. So you just, we'll, we'll do, we'll start with tomatoes because you really can't mess tomatoes up. I should get an infomercial. Get your tomatoes, like, uh, shot potting. It's fun, it's friendly, and it's, it's you know, so that's my choice. I choose to try to put you to sleep, actually. Like, that's what I'm better at than inventing. But tonight's episode has the inventor Rasmussen, 
the historian Rasmussen. I've shown I'm neither, but I may be neither. But it's all good fun to take your mind off of stuff, and then at some point you realize you, oh, you don't have to keep listening. You can only you can kind of listen to me. And if you're new, it, sometimes it takes. This is an acquired taste, uh, so it might take a couple episodes. It, uh, for this, you say, okay, yeah, this I, I, I didn't get it the first time. And then the second time, I realized it, it can't be gotten. He's, he's, his brain's been potted and shotted. And I say, you're correct. You are correct, uh, Mr. Trebek. Uh, thank you. That well, You didn't have to make that into a category. You could at least made it a daily double. Anyway, uh, the main thing I like to say is, like, if, you, if you're just testing this podcast, I appreciate you trying it. And if you're having trouble sleeping, the ma- reason I make this show is because I've been there, sleepless, staring at the ceiling in the deep, dark night. So when I say this, I mean it. I'm glad you're here. And I really hope and I really yearn I can help you fall asleep. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, hey, if you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake whether it's uh, thoughts or you know running through your brain physical feelings and sensations emotions you know turbulence internally you know inside noises outside noises it changes in weather or routine Stormy weather, you know, metaphorically or actual stormy weather. Oh, stormy weather tends to be something good to sleep to, for them, you know, depending on the degree. Uh, but whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do, I think I said I'd create a safe place where you could set it aside. And the way I'll accomplish that or attempt to is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'm going to spread my wings of pointlessness. And, you know, to fly around, like drift around, you know, like uh, in circles and not go, not really going anywhere. And not like as the crow flies. Is it as the crow flies or as the bird flies? Because you say, well, as the crow flies, it's pretty close. Unless that crow scoots and then it'll take forever. And he might not, he might, you know, then he'll have a mouthful of string and you'll say, I thought you were going to get that message, Shell Jenkins, over there. And, and then uh, now you got, are you building a nest with all the string? No, I just got to, I saw the string and I, it was purple. So I went down there and got it. And then I said, well, you know what would go good with the purple spring, spring, string is I'd like to dip it in a spring and then dip my spring, string in a spring. So I did that. And then I said, oh, what was I going to do before I got distracted by this spring? I got distracted by the string because I was going to get some pink string to go with this purple spring string. But then, and then I thought about a spring. And so I said, I'd like to carry a spring with string and while I sing. But then I realized I was a bird. So I took, then I went and got sing. Sorry, I'm late with the message. That would be what it would be like if I was a bird, but like, but instead I do a sleep podcast, just in case you're new. So um, that was a micro uh, example of what the podcast is like. But basically I'm trying to create the essence of the spirit of sitting around the campfire with friends, wherever all your friends and you are asleep. And there's just one friend, a little chattering 
friend named Scoots, who, who was, you see, well, the main storyteller, you know, with the life lesson stories and the myth, they already went to bed too. But I come in, I tell the stories that people sleep to. So I want to create a warm, friendly place because I'm glad you're here, as I always say. But if you're new, you wouldn't know that. But I do always say that, and I mean it. Uh, but if you're new, here's the things. Here's the structure of the show. Five minutes of business. That's important because it keeps the show free. Then we have an intro, which we're just starting. Those are about 12 minutes or so. You can skip them. Some pe- for some people, that is the show. Like, it's uh, somewhat familiar, but somewhat different. If you were Klingon, you'd, you'd say you had a ca- case of nib- Nibpo, N-I-B-P-O-H or something, uh, which Worf uh, says, Nibpo, uh, the feeling I've done this before. In uh, our parlance, it's, uh, what do they call that, deja vu, which is like, like if you're in the Matrix, that's not, you know, wouldn't be relaxing. But in this case, it is. Uh, as Dr. Crusher says, uh, I've been having the same feeling. Uh, she says to, she validates Worf's feelings of Nibpo. And what's weird, the, the, I've done probably, what, 530 or so uh, podcast intros. I never have had Nibpo with the podcast intro, even though I do, because like, they're never the same because I still haven't quite figured out this podcast that, that puts you asleep. I know how to do it. I don't know what I'm, I don't, I know what I, I know how to do it, but I don't know what I'm doing. A little bit of a paradox. Well, here's what I know works is being welcoming and warm and kind, as kind as I can be and having a long intro. I think that's what I was trying to explain the structure of the show. Holy mold. Holy nib po. I just dropped something on my nib po. You get that uh, so like uh, my toe. The rhyme Nippo rhymes with toe. Also rhymes with Edgar Allan Poe. But so we have a long intro. Then tonight we talk about Star Trek. I'll do that for about forty-five minutes. Then we'll have some thank yous. So the whole show's an hour. At any point, you could stop listening. Whether I'm talking about Nippo, Edgar Allan Poe, whatever I was talking about earlier that I already forgot about. A little tangent. Oh, about me being a bird or a crow. Uh, and like, so you, you, you can listen. It should be just mildly entertaining enough and engaging to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. A little bit of, uh, I call them bored giggle spritz, like where you kind of, or guffaw, probably not just because guffaw doesn't get used much anymore. So you could see, say, what's a guffaw? I say, well, like a, like a guffaw and a yawn, yawn combined is what you might do for this podcast. So then you'll, you'll like obviously you'll take your uh, not I didn't obviously I didn't I don't I think I was trying to think of another word and obviously just came out of my mouth because nothing's obvious about it I want to hold your hand a little bit if you're comfortable with that otherwise I just guide you closely because I'm trying to escort you across the threshold from uh, wake to sleep that's why I send my voice across the deep dark night but you're under no pressure to listen to me you're also under no pressure to fall asleep I'll be here about an hour. And I'll be present to just to do these shows. I really like I'm like in all other aspects of my life. I'm not present. I'm distracted. I'm thinking about stuff. That's why I can relate to be not being able to fall asleep. I'm like, I'm, you know, listing things, thinking about tomorrow, yesterday, all those things at once. When I'm here making this podcast, I'm, I'm here with you and I'm trying to be here in the moment and let the, let, let the intro unfold you know, not, if I feel nippo, I just got to keep going. 
because and the reason I make the show is because I've been there. I've been there sleepless, tossing and turning, mind racing, or feelings churning, whatever it is that's keeping you awake. It might be something I, I can't, I haven't experienced, but maybe I can relate to it. And maybe it's just a sense of vague, a sense of nippo where you get in bed and you like, and I guess it isn't one of the things like, uh, I want to take you off that hamster wheel. You, you reach out my hand and say, Hey, come on, let me help you off that thing. Run around in circles, uh, bedtime after bedtime. And maybe this podcast is what does it for you. Or maybe like the podcast becomes part of a bedtime routine. Or maybe this podcast doesn't work for you, but you move on and you, you find something different. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe yodeling is what'll work for you. I don't know. Maybe I'll try that tonight. I've never tried to fall asleep to yodeling, but maybe tonight will be the night. You know, or audiobooks or whatever, Bob Ross, whatever it is, uh, you know, because I, I don't want you running around on that wheel night after night, like dreading bedtime. That's why I try to make this show a little bit silly, a little bit goofy. I don't t- even though I'm here and I'm working hard, uh, you know, it's a relaxed kind of hard work uh, uh, with a smile on my face. Uh, see, can you feel that smile? I'm smiling for you because... Uh, you know, I, I want to take the seriousness. I want to drain some of that uh, tension balloon. And, you know, this is what I strive for. I, I, I don't reach it usually, but that's okay. It, it's to make bedtime like a little bit delightful, to inject just a, a tiny dose of delight in there where you could breathe and relax and let Scoots ramble on. And you don't have to do any work. And believe me, all your brain bots or whatever is keeping you awake, I'll try to keep them entertained. I'm glad... You're here, but I'm glad all those other things uh, that keep you awake are here, too, because I want to keep them all company. You know, I'm your friend, uh, your boar friend, which isn't a, you know, normal, everyday relationship. Just just via pod- The only place to be proper is via podcast when I'm not, you know, I'm your boar friend and you don't got to deal with me. What, what's a better friendship than that? You know, you could, what kind of friend says, you want to put me on a sleep timer? Go for it. You want to skip, you want to start me 14 minutes in the middle? of it? Go for it. It's fine with me. Whatever works for you. Now, if you're new here, the podcast doesn't work for everybody, but it does take a few tries. It's a really common thing I read with the uh, emails I get or the reviews I read or, or people I hear from online. Say, first couple of times I wasn't too sure about you. You're a little bit squirrely, Scoots. And I'd say, well, no, no, more like a squirrel's tail. I don't know if I make up a whole squirrel, but I could be like that squirrel's tail. Where you say like 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 just floating back and forth, distracting you. Well, you know they say, well, gee, I don't know about the voice or the humor stuff, but it is, it takes two or three tries, and then for some people, a podcast works for, but it doesn't work for everybody. So you're under no pressure to like this podcast or to have it work for you or to fall asleep. You know, just take it as it comes and see if it works for you. And I'd love it if it does, because you know, then it, what could be the better result? Like, you really deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve those things uh, to be able to sink into your pillow, to be able to exhale, and to be able to drift off into dreamland. If I can enable it or assist it or even just accompany it, like, like I ramble, you do all the crossing over, you do all the drifting, and I just fade away into the background, and then, you know, Whatever, you got me on a sleep timer or you're sleeping through whatever I'm saying. But I also want to reassure you, I'll be here. I'll be here for an hour. So, you know, take your time, too. 
And, you know, tonight we'll be talking about a recent episode of Star Trek, a bit like a Groundhog's Day, where there was a little bit of a, a deja vu or nibpo going on. Nibpo sounds more like a game you'd play, though, like kind of like the, the Klingon version of Duck, Duck, Goose. Though with those of us that know Klingons, you know, we would know, like, but in a fantasy Klingon world, because if Klingons were playing Duck, Duck, Goose, you know, it'd be with a warrior mindset. But if, if we were projecting our own meaning onto the Klingons, you say, well, what do you call, what'd you call that game you played, Worf, when you were a child? Oh, Nibpo. It's like Duck, Duck, Goose, but we kiss the tops and they say, you're not a Klingon at all. I said, yeah, that's right. I was raised by a couple of, couple of humans. We, you know, that's what we called it where we lived. And they say, you're the cutest dwarf. Can I, can I, can I kiss the top of your head? They, you know, for me, he would say like, uh, dwarf's got nice hair too. I mean, I know it's probably not real. Anyway, so it, here's my main message. I'm glad you're here. I just I don't know how I got off track by uh, Nippo, Duck, Duck, Goose, Nippo. Uh, but you, you know, like I say every episode, I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I yearn uh, and I work hard to help you fall asleep. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming by. All right. Good night. Uh, hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep. Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thinking, you know, thoughts, uh, feelings, physical sensations, emotions, Changes in routine, outside noises like your upstairs neighbor currently while you're recording a podcast intro using the sink or, you know, something else. Whatever's keeping you awake, it might be one of those things. It could be any uh, any of a variety of stuff. Whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And here's how I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to create a safe, welcoming place because I'm glad you're here and I'd like to help. If I can, what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones and, you know, lulling, soothing pace I try to keep. I did have uh, some soda today. Trying to cut back on soda, but, uh, you know, oh boy. Uh, I'm only drinking like two, one or two a day. Anyway, enough about me. What I'm going to try to do is, uh, like, uh, well, I do ramble, so, like, uh, I do get distracted. I forget what I was talking about. Circle back. I try to circle back. But then I say, well, she said, look at all these foot. Which footprints are mine? You know, and they say, well, it's your in your brain, Scoots. The call's coming from inside your brain. And I said, what call? Wait, somebody, did somebody call me? Like, you know, this is totally off topic. But, you know, I like to answer the phone now. I always answer the phone in a grouchy mood. This just happened to me. Uh, maybe I'll come back to this. Let me welcome the new listeners. New listeners, this is Apple applies to everybody though. So if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. This is a podcast to put you to sleep. So here's, there's no rules, but here's the deal. You don't need to listen to me. I'll try to be entertaining enough and engaging enough to take your mind off stuff, but you know, I'll lose you along the way, ideally. Uh, cause you're under no pressure to listen to me. Even though it's a sleep podcast, you're also under no pressure to fall asleep cause I'll be here about an hour uh, to keep you company. And I'll keep rambling, I'll keep talking, I'll keep bedtime storying you or Trek talk tonight. 
while you drift off at your leisure. Structure the show. We're already a bit into it, but the first five minutes or so is uh, to cover the bills and uh, eventually keep this podcast going forever. Uh, so you get, it's important to listen to that part, but then now we're in an m- intro. Intros are usually 12 to 14 minutes where I'll try to make a metaphor about how the podcast works. And it'll, I guess it'll be about grouchy answering of phone calls and something about this Star Trek episode. And then I'll be talking later after this about a episode of Star Trek, the perfect mate. And so, yeah, you have this new thing when it's not a blocked call. I mean, usually I don't, I don't really like answering the phone. I think we've established this. It's not my strong suit. Uh, seems to just take too much courage. And I realize that for a lot of people, it might be like, what are you afraid of, Scoots? I don't, I don't really know. I can't put my finger on it. Also seems like answering the phone seems like a lot of work to me. So I guess start to get, ex- as soon as the phone rings, they start to feel exhausted. So I say, well, but today, but when I do, but then I have the other part of me. These are the kind of things that keep me up at night. There's that, there's that camp or that, uh, you know, set of thoughts. And then there's the thoughts, what's wrong with you? Why can't you answer the phone like a regular human being? A little shaming. You could you, a taste of shame in there. And then there's the aspirational part. Well, geez, I wish I could be a normal human that just answers the phone like, uh, yippee, yay, <laughs> hooray, glad to get your call. What can I do? Scoot's here. Or whatever normal adjusted people. I don't know how they answer their phone. I'll tell you how a non-well-adjusted person answers the phone because I just did it. And it was a person's birthday, and it was a, like kind of a business call too. And I answered. I said, "What is this phone number?" And it, but I said, "Well, let me answer it." Uh, and I answered it. And I, what I do is I use a very grouchy voice, uh, like so that if it's a tell, like then I don't have to change the tone. If it's a telemarketer, and that happened to me two nights ago, so I guess I should give myself some leeway. First off, if you're a telemarketer, don't call and say you knew when I stayed in a hotel. Like, that is just, like, I, I should have just hung up immediately on the telemarketer. They said, hey, did you stay at this? And I said, you got to be kidding me. Did it, Like, is this about the hotel? Like, and then they said, and then they're trying to sell me some crap, you know. But that's off topic. This poor person, this poor young person, I think, uh, she called and I answered it grouchy, but she and she did, she was in a very good mood because it was her birthday and it was like like hey I got this idea I wanted to pitch you on, very positive call. So it took me a few seconds to change gears from total grouch, uh, like to uh, like <laughs> I can't imagine being on the other end of that call because uh, as we're talking. I think she was headed to her birthday party with a couple boxes of cake. And then I answered, and it was calling, like I said, with a positive thing. Like, not only working with positive stuff and the birthday stuff, and I said, hello, like, hello. I didn't say it like that. I have a more aggressive answering. Didn't too aggressive for a sleep podcast. Like, subtextually, what the heck, you know, what the heck are you calling me about? I don't like the phone. But I'm trying to grow. And I don't know if anybody else relates to it. Like something like that goes through your mind at night. All those things. And they say, well, geez, when, and then you say, and then another part, well, when did it all go wrong? I think I probably write out like just an autobiography about the phone. When did it, when did, maybe I could just interview myself. When did it all go wrong with you and the phone, Scoots? Well, there was a time when I liked talking on the phone. Uh, I think, uh, 
Anyway, it's not important. What's important is that, that, that that's the kind of stuff they give you. So I'm going to try to take your mind off that to distract you from that. But also, you know who's running the show here? Like, uh, someone that is only qualified uh, to ramble. I guess it would be a, like, a, like, I used to work at this company where we sold iron-on patches and buttons. And we had a couple buttons, one of which I probably, like, not boyfriend material. Uh, which I think that like this, this, this Star Trek episode's called the perfect mate. And I said, well, that, that's probably saying you're not a perfect mate when you can, uh, when you can talk for just about six minutes about, uh, and barely scratch the surface with your phone issues. And this is, it is pretty efficient to handle stuff by the phone. I, I wish I, like, I, I guess I don't wish I can, I, I can get better. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. The, like maybe I need to get one of those children's books about like the the little little engine, the little phone call that, that Scoots could take. And I guess this was good data collection because I did answer the call today, and it was positive. It was a double positive because I got to wish this person a happy birthday, and engage and and hear their pitch and say, "Well, I love it. I love your ideas. They're they're wonderful." I don't think I've ever said those things in my life, but I was probably thinking those, these are really great ideas. Uh, one day I'll be able to communicate those things as well. Uh, but tonight's episode, I guess what I thought the intro was going to be, about was this, so the name of the episode is The Perfect Mate, which I mean, Jean-Luc Picard, uh, he's, you know, depending on how you like your mates, if you like them uh, steeped in uh, Earl Grey, you know, he's a pretty sweet dude. Uh, like He's got a lot of pro- positive qualities. But I was going to try to make the intro about the xylophone, because at some points he's playing like a synth, a synth xylophone, like a, a, like a, I don't know how to describe it. You'd have to watch the episode, like a xylophone that looks like it's made from bamboo, but it makes synth, synth sounds, like a, a whatever you call it, electric organ type stuff, you know, like a, like the 80s. Uh, like the kind of music you like to listen to while Ryan Gosling drives in a movie. That's like synth, but this was a xylophone. And it was always confusing for me, xylophones, because it's like, like, it's like I think this was what the original intro was going to be about, me pondering, like, spelling lessons, and, and then people have to learn English, and they say, what the heck is that word? What's well, xylophone? Just say it's xylophone. You see, what is it like? X O X is Y E L M Q or something? Xylophone doesn't make any sense. I mean, other than the phone part, I don't know. It's I guess that connects. So I was talking about the phone, and I guess it was like maybe to me. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to tie it together. Like it's, it, 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 I don't know. I guess like I feel I feel like a xylophone. No, that doesn't work. Uh, but you know, like. Uh, I guess you can make beautiful music. This situation was part of a peace process in this episode or a peace-related ceremony. Uh, so that was, like, that's sweet. And maybe I could, so maybe I can make peace with my, I mean, that's what I kind of tried to. And that's what we really need to at bedtime. Say, hey, you listen up. I just want to go to bed. I realize uh, we don't got a handle on this telephone thing. And, you know, they switched it over the years. Uh from a landline uh, to a flip phone to a smartphone. 
you know, so, so but, but it's the same, I get, I get, it's the same basic concept. I just, you know, I'm just a little, I, I need a little more work on it, but tonight I'd like to go to sleep instead of talking about, uh, you know, where did it all go wrong with the phone? I think I'm doing my best actually. I'm, I did pretty good. So I just like to go to sleep. And sometimes when you're alone, it, it can be hard to step outside yourself, do a little, uh, like whatever that is, loving kindness, uh, self-compassion, and say, hey, you, you know, you're doing a good job. Being human is not an easy task. I mean, I tell you what, you, you like you, whatever the heck, I don't think it's a betazoid. I think that's what Troy is, but I can't remember what the character. But, you know, being a human's not easy, and we're all doing the best job we can. But sometimes when you're in bed and you're you're trying to get to sleep and you had a long day, it can be hard to say that to yourself and then hard to kind of take your mind off of the phone stuff. So that's where I come in if you're new. I'll be talking here. I'll be here keeping you company because I care. I've been there sleepless, clearly. But how, how do you think I'm going to get to sleep tonight and be like, what you, what's up with the phone? So I, I, I don't know. I guess that's what I should say. Like, I, I've been there in the deep, dark night sleepless. So that's why I make this show. You don't need to listen, but, but I hope it takes your mind off of things. And, you know, don't, don't, don't feel like you're under pressure or be in a hurry to fall asleep. I'll be here talking about Star Trek for a while. Uh, and as I always say every episode, you know, if you're new, it, t- it can take a few times. If you read through a lot of our reviews, a large percentage of people said I was skeptical or took two or three times. But, but you know, it might not work for you. I hope it does. Uh, I appreciate you trying the show. I'm glad you're here. And, and not only do I hope, I work very hard. I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. All right? Thanks. Uh, hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it to bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts uh, running through your brain, uh, physical or emotional feelings or sensations, noises, a partner that's uh, sound asleep but also making an incredible amount of noise, or, you know, you could have stuff creeping up from the past, uh, thinking about the stuff going on in the future. You could be going through something. You could be de- you could be dealing with something, you know. Or it could just be like a, the, 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 like somebody moved in with a freaking parakeet collection. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. I really do. Uh, nothing against parakeets, you know, like uh, just, just, I'm just, you know, that, that, like uh, that could happen. It wouldn't stay. I mean, I, that's the kind of thing I lose sleep over. Like, is that a flock of parakeets? Do parakeets travel in flocks? One, where do, like, uh, and then I'll start thinking about it. I say, well, where do parakeet, where, where do parakeets sit? And then now I'm like, have I done, now I'll be losing sleep tonight. I said, did I have, have I done an opening about parakeets before? I think I've done ones about macaws and parrots, uh, also, is that a parakeet that I'm thinking of? They're the little birds. Uh, they're multicolored. Mostly, I'm picturing the yellow ones with the rosy cheeks and uh, some gray ones with yellow faces. And those ones make a lot of noise. Like, uh, so you don't want to, so they could be keeping you up at night. Uh, but whatever it happens to be, I'd like to take your mind off of that. Here's what I'm proposing I do. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to try to create a calm, 
comfortable, welcoming, safe place where you can come on in. And I'm using my creaky dulcet tones, my wings of pointlessness, my ab- abs- ability to observe things that, that are best, that best go, you know, my ability to bring into the foreground stuff that should remain in the background. And, but still, I bring it into the foreground. You see, it's, well, it's, when you talk about stuff, Scoots, it's kind of out of focus. And I say, yeah, man, that's my, that's one of my skills. That's a skill set. It developed, that's my, that's the art of my craft. You know, that's how, that's those interviews that I do. They say, well, tell us about honing your craft. They say, well, I like to dull it down. I take, like, just like my knives, say, I, uh, like, I, like I go to a knife sharpener and then they weep, much like my piano teachers. And then I take the knives home and I dull them down. And they say, well, what technique? So, so you hone your craft by dulling it down. They said, well, that's kind of the simplistic version. It really just happens, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I just started using the knife, and I say, when did this thing get so dull? And then, you know, the, 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 the knife smith or whatever is too busy weeping, you know, saying whatever in the name of Hetchler Croft or whoever, uh, Victoria Rocks or whoever makes knives nowadays that, uh, you know, they're just, like, they're overwhelmed, with emotion, and they might stay up at night, so I, I also have to get them to sleep. But if you're new here, here's the structure of the show and a couple of things so just to, to give you a basic, before I disorient you, uh, a podcast is about an hour long. It gives you plenty of time to fall asleep, so under no pressure to fall asleep right away. This is more of a sleep offering than a sleep solution. It's out there. You could try it and see how it goes. The show opens with five minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast free and uh, keep the archives free and stuff. Uh, then there's about a 12 to 14 minute intro, which we're in the middle of. And then I'll, I'll try to pull some stuff out of the Star Trek episode and make a metaphor about the podcast. Uh, intros are rambly and they don't make a lot of sense. It's kind of a show within a show that some people use to get ready for the podcast and some people use it to ease them into bed. Then I'll talk about Star Trek The Next Generation uh, uh, episode, The Measure of a Man, about, uh, it's more The Measure of a Ma- Android, I think. Uh, I don't know. I get, maybe it's like hearkening to a book. I, I don't know. But it, like I'll talk about that for about 40 minutes as well. So you're under no pressure to listen. You can kind of listen to this podcast. You take your mind off of it. I'll hold your hand or stand in your vicinity. Or you could just hear my voice and uh, try to escort you or accompany you as you cross over the threshold from wake to sleep. But you could drift away anytime. And, but if you can't fall asleep, as some listeners can't, I'll be here the whole time giving it my all to keep you company. Because I've been there tossing and turning in the deep dark night, unable to sleep. Now, tonight's episode of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation has not only a great quote, but also a great vocabulary word. At some point tonight, Data will be talking to Commander Bruce Maddox, uh, and uh, Data's talking about the ineffable quality of memory. And Maddox says, what do you mean, the uh, ineffable quality? And Data says, you can't reduce memory uh, to just a, a fa- mere facts of events. The substance, the flavor of the moment could be lost. In first, you might say, Scoots, how do you pronounce ineffable? I don't know. E-E-I-N-E-F-F-A-B-L-E, ineffable. 
according to the Merriam-Webster, incapable of being expressed in words or not to be uttered, uh, as in the case of uh, taboo. Though if you're playing the game to do taboo, everything's supposed to be honored, but uh, can't be broken down into words. The ineffable qualities of memory. This podcast is kind of made up of broken down words. They can't be. They can't be broken down into anything. They say, what kind of words? Are you well broken. I got some broken down words, it, it, but the words themselves are fine. It's just my. It's just like my knives. I don't know how my knives get so dull. And I don't know how my words get broke. You know, I try to maintain them. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I, I have them on my to-do list to maintain my words. But, uh, you know, take them in for their, tw- you know, 12,000, whatever, 12,000 sentence uh, you check up. But then I say, well, like, so then my words break down. But there isn't, this podcast, there is an ineffable quality to me. It's a WTFable, I guess, instead of ineffable uh, this podcast is more WTFable. You say, what? I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I have no idea. They say, honey, what was Scoots talking about last night? Was he talking about, uh, was he comparing, was, was he comparing something with something else? You say, I don't know. Like, he said, I, I, he, I, this was one where he couldn't even remember what he was talking about earlier. And then he tried to bring it back, and and then he like, but then he started talking about Plaid and Paisley, I think, and then Brad Paisley, and he was wondering if Brad Paisley wears Paisley, and then if that's like a thing in country music, like what's the country, what are country musicians, where do they stand on Paisley, Paisley, Plaid versus Paisley, because Scoots likes cowboy shirts, and those are mostly Plaid. And I think he was saying that he doesn't look good in Paisley. And he's, he wasn't 100% sure if he could picture Brad Paisley in his mind. He said Toby Keith just kept running around his brain up there in a plaid shirt and white white cowboy hat. And it was really distracting. I think that's what he was talking Maybe he said he had a dream about Toby Keith. Maybe that was just it, that Toby Keith was wearing Paisley. I don't know. It was like I was totally WTF-ed. So I try. So that's like uh, those are the ineffable qualities. You see, this podcast, you don't need to listen. You also under no pressure to fall asleep. My voice is not exactly. When you first listen, you might be skeptical. You say, this is a podcast called Sleep With Me. It's supposed to put me to sleep, eh? It's like, well, it could put you to sleep. I don't know if it's supposed to do anything. Not supposed to make any sense. Or it's supposed to, it depends on what part of me you ask that question to. It more drone my craft than hone it. Uh, so, what was I talking about? So, yeah, so, 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 I guess it's a bit different. Uh, but it's a friendly thing. It's like, hey, like, I don't know if this is your type of thing, but, I, you know, here, here, I hope it helps you fall asleep. Uh, one of the main reasons I make it is because as a kid I had terrible insomnia, and then as an adult I've dealt with sleeplessness on and off. And I said, Jesus, you made me me telling some bedtime stories, keeping you company, maybe making you whatever's before laugh, you know, like in this episode, Data, oh no, that's the next, uh, like, but Data, you know, Data doesn't do a lot of laughing, but he, he's amused, you know, so, so like something like that, uh, mostly just to keep you company. And to say, hey, if this is running through your brain, why don't you listen to me talk about, uh, you know, 
like again, you see Brad, Brad Pay. Like every time I say Brad Paisley, Toby Keith pops in my brain. Uh, do I know why? No. And or you know, I guess the main thing when I say Paisley, here's the test: Does Parame- do, do you see Toby Keith, Brad Paisley, or Paramecium's? Which one? Because isn't that like a? How come no one, no one talks about that? Is that like a controversy? Like, do Paisley and Patriot Paramecium's have anything in common? Because they look a lot alike. I've always thought that my whole life. Also, I think, I don't know if when Paisley was in fashion, if it's, uh, so maybe no one even, they say, well, what's that like? Uh, I think most people know what, if not, you know what a Paramecium looks like. That was like, I think that was like, uh, I'm pretty sure Amoebas and Paramecium's were the only things I learned between grade two and grade uh, seven. Uh, you know, gold. Ja- I look into my finest box to check my status of the Golgi apparatus, and uh, you know, my mitochondria. Of course, they're misfiring. Correct. Uh, so you know, but that's just so I can make you know cellular level jokes. Anyway, so obviously I get off track. I get distracted, and that's kind of what. Uh, so I, so I, that's what I say. I'm I'm glad you're here. I uh, give this podcast a few tries uh, because I make it because and I work hard at it because I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep. And I, I really appreciate you trying it out. Thanks for stopping by.